0: Get on in there, see what all the excitement is about. It's going to be so much fun. I don't want you to be different overnight. I don't want you to try to change, you know, 140 degrees. How about 20 seconds of every day you commit to be brave?
1: I believe that the opposite of depression, it's not happiness, it's purpose. I believe that every single person has something unique to contribute to the world.
0: Thanks to ID Tech for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Jump. ID Tech makes learning fun for kids and teens with live instructors leading engaging and challenging courses in game development, coding, design, math, and even robotics. To save $150 on weekly small group semesters, go to idtech.com slash dreamjob with promo code dreamjob. You can also get started with a one-on-one tutoring lesson for just $49. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. So before we get into today's amazing episode, I wanna remind you that I do have this Insiders Club. You can find out all about it at kathyheller.com slash insider. Basically, it's bonus content. You get extra episodes every single week, plus you get some behind the scenes of what's going on in my life and in my business. I share stuff there I don't share anywhere else. If you wanna check it out, you can go to kathyheller.com slash insider. I'd love to see you there. All right, so today we're gonna be sharing a coaching session that I did on the key lessons of squirm free sales. And I call it squirm free sales because I know a lot of us hate the idea of selling. We think it means that we have to do something that's like forced, or we have to say something that doesn't feel true, or we have to be something that we're not. But I'm telling you that there is a way for you to, to feel really good, really good about showing up and selling something because you're serving and you can do it in a way that feels genuine and it can feel good to you because you're able to give a gift away to somebody else and change somebody's life and invite them into an opportunity that's going to help them with some kind of transformation. So you'll hear from me. You'll also hear from my incredible integrator, Colleen, and we're going to cover things like how do you identify your most engaged customers and how do you start a conversation with that person in a way that doesn't feel pushy? How do you talk about your offer in a way that gets people to say, hmm, that's actually exactly what I want. And also how do you handle anybody's objections? Like, you know what? I can't afford this, or I just don't have enough time. Plus, we're gonna break down what steps you can be doing every day to build momentum in your business. Take some notes if you can, because we're gonna get into some nitty gritty tips, and I think it's gonna be really helpful. All right, let's get into it. Here we go. I like this week because it starts to synthesize even more, right, we keep synthesizing even more what it is that we need to do every day. Because a lot of times when the imposter syndrome takes over and you don't know exactly what to do, forget it. So the more we can give you, clear details on exactly how this works and where you're supposed to be and what you're supposed to focus on, you're going to do it, right? You're going to do it. So sales is intimacy. Sales is intimacy. Sales is making a connection with someone. And we've always said, the more you connect with people, that pot starts to boil. And once that intimacy is really real, start making deposits, start creating that emotional bank account. And then what's going to happen is people go, Hey, so how do I get, please? Could I, they're going to DM you. Do you do one-on-one? Do you have a group? When's your next course coming out? What happened with that retreat? Is that retreat full? What happened to that product? Oh, can I get in? Can I get on the wait list for that? That's what happens when you start nurturing people. So we're going to give you tonight um, more of a step-by-step on what to do now that you know a lot about sales and you, you started thinking about your offer. So Daniel Pink, I love Daniel Pink. He was on my show and he said, if you have something that benefits the world, it's a moral obligation to bring it to more people. One of the best predictors of the ultimate success in either sales or non-sales selling isn't natural talent or even industry expertise, but how you explain your failures and rejections. When Daniel was on the show, he said, whether you make a software or you can paint something that can add some beauty to somebody's home or you know how to save somebody's time or you make a really delicious oatmeal, he said, I think that you need to share it. So I said to him, wow, that really gives people permission. And he said, no, let me be clear. It's not permission. It's an obligation. You were not given a gift. You were not given a skill. You were not given a tool for you to keep it to yourself. It's a moral obligation for you to give it and sell it because when you sell it, you make money. And by making money, you can get better at it because you can focus on that. You don't have to keep that for a rainy day. So I think that that's really important. So we've talked about where we've been. We talked about creating an offer, how to grow and engage an audience through Instagram, podcasting and email Where we're headed is we're going to talk about how to continue reaching out. How do you make offers, but some specific tips to make your offer appealing to your ideal customer? And we're going to talk about a framework so that you can start to figure out how you're going to set yourself up throughout your week, right? What are the things to focus on? So here we are. We're talking about squirm-free sales because we're saying to you, you shouldn't feel bad about this, right? This should feel really good because this is not something that should feel anything other than generous, right? It should feel generous. So we often feel like there's a magical secret to selling like, oh, you know, I always hear people say, if I just had a team or someone to do, it's like, even to this day, even though I now have a team for years, I didn't have a team, did not have a team when I did songwriting, when I did my songwriting courses, initially I was on my own, completely on my own. The first million up to the first million, I mean, truth. But even when you have a team at the end of the day, like, It's still, there is no way around me connecting with an audience, engaging an audience and making an offer. Like if any of those three pieces I gave to my team, I was like, you, you get visible, you connect. It's like, "Mm, no, (laughs) you make the offer. When I get to that part, you do that part. You go live, you make the offer. That wouldn't work. So it really comes down to, there is nothing magical other than showing up and being brave and doing it. So you're going to continue to reach out and connect with people and you're going to get clear about the promise And the transformation of your offer. And we're going to learn how to talk about this. Okay. So Colleen, I'm going to let you jump in and we can go back and forth.
2: Yeah, for sure. So I think the big thing, and Kathy has mentioned this before, but it's one of those things we always benefit from hearing and telling ourselves over and over again. It's not about needing a ton of people. You can have a successful business. You can make money. You can have the clients and the customers when there aren't a lot of people In your world, yet it's not about the numbers, it's always about the engagements. Okay, and as you start to show up in these different ways, particularly on your social media platforms, it's very common for us to be like, Oh my gosh, only two people liked my post. That sucks. Like, how am I ever gonna, you know, be like that person over there who has 80,000 followers? And the thing is, we really want you to reframe that and go oh my gosh, there's two people who liked my post, two beautiful human beings who felt compelled to respond and react to what I'm putting out into the world. And that's an opening, that's an opportunity for you to more deeply connect with them by starting to follow up with them one-on-one and continuing to engage them and reach out. The other thing to remember too, is that we can engage with people who are responding to the content we're putting out there And we can also actively be looking at ways for how can we find or build connections that are going to support us. So maybe you want to get your products into farmers markets or flea markets or galleries or in like the local retail stores. Well, that's not just going to magically happen. It's going to require us making that uncomfortable step of doing all those reach outs and knowing that some of them may not even respond to us. Some of them may just flat out say, no, I'm sorry, I'm not interested, but it's not about the no's. It's about for every certain number that you do reach out to, there's going to be an opening, or they're going to know someone who maybe would be interested, and it will start to snowball from there. If you work more in a service-based industry, you can think of parallel businesses that operate, right? if you think of the wedding industry. Well, maybe you're a cake baker, So then you go out and you make friends with the florists and you introduce it and maybe you could collaborate because they can provide the flowers that you're going to put on your cakes, right? And you start to build cross referral networks and those relationships. So there's lots of different ways that we can creatively go out and start building connections and start expanding our audience. But the way you build that empire, it's through those one-on-one connections, And it feels slow, but it's like building a skyscraper. We have to dig down. We have to build the foundation. We have to get all the rebar in. Like It's a process before it comes to life. And when you start there, that's when the magic can unfold.
0: Yeah. And there is something to understanding what a tipping point is. But if you look at the trajectory of any business, whether it was Crocs or Tom Shoes or Smartwater, any business, you know, it starts off and you feel like, oh, what is the difference if this one person liked it? It's not making such a difference, but it it makes a difference. And I think what we forget, like Colleen said, is you don't need thousands of people to be your customers. You know, I had 147 people in the world initially who wanted to take a songwriting class for me, and that turned into... Six figures, right? And when I was writing music for film and TV, out of the entire industry, I had 28 people from between film, TV, and ads who were clients of mine. And that created a ripple effect that allowed for opportunities that were equal to three to four hundred thousand dollars a year from 28 people. So if you were to say, well, six of those people, just six of those people would have made me enough of a, a career that I could have been the equivalent of like an attorney, you know, that's how much money I was making. So We need to realize like every time somebody interacts with your content, you need to show up and say, well, this person's raising their hand this is the beginning of a relationship. I'm going to show up for it. And if you really do the math, if you could do that every single day, two or three times, by the end of the month, you could have connected with 90 people. If you connect with 90 people a month, maybe 10 of those people will become your customers. If you get 10 people a month to become your customers after three months, that's 30 customers. If those 30 customers buy a small offer or a medium offer, or whatever it is, they're going to come back and want the next thing. So instead of just saying, oh, forget it, you know, it's like, We just have this learned helplessness. It's like, there's no point. There's no point. Well, there really is a point actually. And what's good news for you is that 99% of people will not do this. So when you actually reach out and you don't make it like a form letter and they can feel that you're actually sending a voice text or the way that you're sending a note, it's like they can feel that you're there already. It sort of gets you further than what it really should. Because they're so used to people being so formulaic or not really showing up or not being present that when someone's actually there and willing to help and has an open heart and is willing to be nurturing and helpful and connect with you and ask you about yourself, You're like, whoa, who is this person? I can't believe this person really cared that I liked their thing and then sent me a voice note to say, Hey, I saw that you liked it. That meant a lot to me. And then I looked at your feed and I saw that on your feed, you guys just came back from Cape Cod. And I've, I, my, my aunt used to live in Cape Cod and I'm just curious, like, you know, how that was. And I heard there was a hurricane this weekend and were you guys safe and blah, 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 blah. Like, oh my God, if you just did that three times a day, that's 90 contacts roughly by the end of the month. How would you miss out on that? Why would you miss out on that? Right? Some of those people are going to feel really excited
2: about what you have to offer. It just comes down to courage. Yeah. So, where do you start then? Right? So, if we're saying, let's just take people engaging with your social media profile, like a post or a video that you've done, what do you do if you find people have liked it or commented on it? Well, first things first, you can reach out and send them a direct message. Now, it doesn't have to necessarily belong. And if, you know, voice messages, like Kathy say, it's super powerful. If you're like, I don't know if I want to start with voice message, then the first contact can be text. And then maybe you follow up with a voice message, like play with what feels comfortable. The most important thing is that you get in the habit of doing this. So you could start out very simply and just sort of be like, you know, hey, Sarah, I saw you liked my post about smoothies. Do you drink smoothies regularly? It's very simple. Right. But it's just that opening and that engagement and that opportunity. It's non-threatening. You're not trying to shove an offer down their throat. You're not trying to promote anything. You're acknowledging them. You're seeing them and then you're engaging them. Yeah. You know, so maybe they, they write back and they say, oh, my gosh, you know, yeah. Like I try and make a smoothie every day. Right. So you could just sort of say like, oh, that's amazing. Like, do you mind if I ask if you prefer like fruit smoothies or like veggie smoothies? I have some free recipes that you might like, right? So that gives you an opportunity. Again, like you're not just saying, do you want my freebie on smoothies? But you're kind of still inquiring, okay? Because Beth, who's one of the people on Kathy's team, she's amazing with a lot of the sales and direct messaging. Her big thing is always be asking for permission, right? So do you mind if I ask this? Like, can I ask you a question about this? When we do that to the other person on the receiving end, it feels less invasive, right? It feels gentler and softer. So if there's a part of you that's like, I don't know, is it a bit in your face to like show up in their inbox? Just remember when you ask those permissions very softly, it doesn't come off as feeling too strong, okay? The other thing too, I always say is watch the energy that you're showing up in when you're reaching out. Because if you're going... I'm just doing these reach outs so I can make sales that will come through inevitably. Okay. There'll be like an undercurrent in the conversation, but if you're reaching out because you're passionate about what you do and how you help people in general, and you just want to connect with more people and help them with what you do, that undercurrent is what's going to come through in your messages. And it will palpably, even if not consciously, still feel differently to that person. So try not to be super attached to, Oh my gosh, I've had four people not even respond. Is this, you know, going to be worth my time? Just love on each person you reach out to as if you have the opportunity to change their experience and change their day just by being there.
0: Yeah. And I would, again, remind you, like, just really watch, like how often your ego wants to get in the way and be like, Oh my God, who am I to do this? And oh my God, I I can't believe, it's like, that's such the small version of you, right? The bigger version of you is just like, I could bring some added joy to this person's day. I genuinely would care, right? It's like what I said about that woman, Denise, like there are so many times where I am in a moment like we're in tonight or I am DMing with someone or I'm having a meeting about something and I'm enjoying so much just talking to them about whatever they feel like talking about, that I genuinely would rather do that than, than not do it. Right. I don't even care what the conversation goes to. It's just really nice to connect with other human beings. And one of the things that you can do is, you know, really be in it for the conversation. So what we're doing here is we're giving you sort of like the skeleton of where it can go. But what I'm hoping to do on tonight's call is massage this out to the point where you wouldn't just say these words robotically, like, do you mind if I ask, I have a free resource. Maybe you will say those exact words, but you would also include something that genuinely is authentic to the moment, like... And that would only happen because you were available in that moment because you did look at their feed because you are responding to like, oh, that's so cool that you do this, this, and this. Like you could even say, tell me more about what you do. I wonder, my aunt needs someone like that. I would love to like send her your stuff. And that might be true in that moment. Or maybe you just notice that she also lives in the Midwest and you're like, me too. Like I live three hours from you and, you know, it's been hard with COVID, but I'm so happy to be near family or I don't know, just... That goes without saying. That's why I started this night by saying the thing I've said so many times sales is intimacy. Be there for them and assume the friendship. Assume the friendship. Assume this like casualness where you're like, I'm not here to get something from this person. Like, you know, if somebody liked something that you did or somebody's on social media posting something whether they're posting and they didn't like what you did, but they're posting, or they liked what you did. One way or another, they're there to be social, right? One way or another, remember that every person, every person on some level still feels like the kid who just walked into the gym and it's the seventh grade dance and you're hoping quickly that somebody comes over that you know, because everybody feels that way. Everybody's ego feels that way. A little vulnerable, a little exposed, a little unsure. So if you assume the friendly, casual friendship, And you're like, oh, I love what you're posting and I just wanted to reach out. I wanna know more about your offers. I wanna know more about where you're at. I wanna know more about your kids. I love that. I wanna also talk to you about what I'm doing or you know what, you're so cool. You should be friends with so-and-so. Let me connect you guys in a group chat right? Just like whatever is possible in the moment, just go all in, you know, see what you can do, see how you can connect people, see what you, what comes to you. It might be a million different things. And then of course you can let them know, nurture them. I have a free training on that. Oh, you're struggling with that. You want that? Let me send that to you. Right. But it doesn't need to be like in this way where the person feels like this leads to this leads to this. Like, I mean, most of you guys have come through my five-day challenges. Like, nothing I do. I don't even like the scent of that. So typically on day one of doing a five-day challenge, I will say, Hey, just so we can like deal with the elephant in the room at the end of this, I'm 100% going to invite you to an opportunity to hang out with me. That's for sure. Coming. I'll talk to you about it then. And equal to that, As much as that's true, I really want you guys to get something out of this week. I showed up for this week because I'm hoping that the way I designed this week, you're going to feel it was worth your time, even though it was free. You're going to feel like you paid for it. You're going to feel like it was worth so much more than you did, which is zero. So enjoy it. And when the time comes, if you want to do more, we'll talk about it. But here we go. And people are like, yes, right? There's nothing to lie about. There's nothing to hide. It's like, Why would I not provide another way for people to take the next step? That'd be ridiculous. That'd be stupid. It's like, I know how to build a business. I know how to build a podcast. I know how to make millions of dollars. I'm going to just tell you that I'm not going to offer that, right? And no, I couldn't just do this. I couldn't spend all this time. My kids are downstairs right now. No, I'm not going to do that ever, right? Unless this is a part of my business, right? Which helps me actually put my kids in private school, which helps me actually be better at this because I spend so much time on it, right? Right. So you don't have to excuse yourself. You don't have to apologize, but it is nice to just every single day, if you went live and two people commented, those are two people raising their hands saying, I want to be closer to you. I want to be in your circle. So you go to them, you go to them. And instead of being like, I have no leads, I have no community, I have no clients, no clients. It's like, "Mm, is that true? Is that really true that you have nothing right now? Or is it that you're just not showing up for those people? And so they're like, all right, I'll take my my energy somewhere else. So you guys can be doing this every single day. And this is the skeleton of that conversation. So you reach out, you know, hey, I saw that you, you know, like that. That's so cool. Tell me about you. That really meant a lot to me. You can even be so honest. This has been so overwhelming, you know, going live and being on social media but I'm excited about it. And it meant so much that you liked it. You have no idea, like it actually matters. So I so appreciate you. And I went on your feed and I love what you posted and blah, blah, blah. And tell me more. Do you mind if, you know, do you mind if I ask, tell me more about why you even liked it? Did you like it because I had those hysterical glasses on and I forgot to wipe the chocolate off my face? Or did you like it? Cause I was talking about green smoothies, which one or both, you know? And then she'll say one or the other. Oh, you know, I have more stuff I could give you on that. And by the way, listen, right? Find the next question in what they said. That's how I do my podcast. I just listen. And then they're like, my mom and my dog, this, and then I'm like, oh, and what happened with your dog, right? Ask the next question. They're going to hand you the thing to ask. And then what happens then? Then you go to the next thing. Would you like me to share this? And then you can start sending the link and then you can follow up. But this is literally the skeleton. Everything else is the humanity of it. The people part the part that you can't put in a formula, right? But those are the ways that we want you to actually touch the other person. And we're just showing you, and here's where you can keep moving it back to, this is what you do. This is what you're passionate about. This is how you want to solve problems in the world. Yeah.
2: And there may be people, you guys, in this journey of reaching out that don't love you reaching out. Like that may happen. That doesn't mean you stop and then go, oh my gosh, I cannot reach out to anyone anymore because one person didn't respond very positively. Right. That reaction is more about them and their journey and their process. You know, you can reflect on what you said or how it felt to you or whatever, you know, but by and large, remember to stay grounded in your commitment to your generosity and your mission that you have to support and connect people.
0: Yeah. All of this is about not going right to the offer. That's the point. It's like, I finally figured out that I think I want to do X. And then I posted X every single day and nobody cared. And it's like, yeah, it's not their job to care. And, you know, my friend Jim Quick says to me, nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care. Write that down. Nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care. So they don't need another thing they can find it somewhere else, right? They need you. They need the brand. They need the experience. It's like Ali Webb said, it's the experience of dry bar. You, you can get your hair blow dried a million different places, but there is some level of experience where you feel they've gone out of their way to, to really think about what you're needing, right? They give you the phone charger, a glass of champagne. They, you know, just every little detail. They put the Kate Hudson movies on, you know, all of that stuff. So from the first second, what is the brand really about? What is the mission really about? What is the lifestyle of the brand? What is really the whole point of the world people are walking into when they walk into your social media sphere? Is there a feeling Because I will hear this from, and it's such a compliment, my peers, right? Like Candace Nelson, Amy Purdy, like my peers will say, Kath, from the second I walked into your world on on social media, I just felt this is so different. This is just all so different. And I wanted to be your friend and I wanted to talk and I wanted to connect and all of this stuff. It's amazing how just caring that much about the way you interact with someone who left a comment is just as important as the day you make your first million dollar sale, right? It's just as important. How are they not connected? It's everything. It's everything, you know? And it's amazing how when we're just so unwilling to surrender control and to believe in magic that we're just like, I'll see it when I, I'll believe it when I see it. I'll believe it when I see it. And we're just like, Not going to show up and not going to show up. You you think that energy doesn't reflect everywhere? Like it's like, but then there's a person who's like, here I am, here I fully am, and how quickly that starts to move worlds around. It's amazing. We are not living in the same reality. We're all living in a reality based on what we choose and the vibration that we choose to put out. So this is important. And if you really think about it. It's as if I said to you, here's a list of 90 people this month who are ready to buy from you. And you're like, mm, I don't know, I'm not gonna reach out. You know, they can come to me, they'll figure it out. And if they don't, that's insulting. It's a big rejection. Well, it doesn't work that way. You know, it really doesn't work that way. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you cared. So you'd be amazed how much you're gonna have happen. Not just customers, you're gonna find collaborators. You're going to find new friends. You're going to find mastermind people who can join you. You're going to have so much to offer, right? Think of the value add proposition. Think of all the ways you can add value to someone else, not just in your offer. What else? You're talking to someone, let's say you see they have an Instagram out. They have 1200 followers and they're building a business. They have this like farmhouse and they sell these wooden, you know, you could be like, oh my God, like, you know what you wrote in that post? It's so good. I just finished taking this course and I learned about this, this, and this. You're doing that really well. I'm happy to like share any of that stuff with you if you're curious, like, oh yeah, I want to know, right? What did you learn, right? There's so many ways that you can collaborate with people. What are all the ways you can add value? What about just the fact that you have empathy? You're a good listener. What about just the fact that you care and you especially care about other working moms or, or women in business and you want to help support one another? I mean, all of those things can be added into the conversation, right? Why not? Why not? You think that person, I mean, really, you think that person is so good about reaching out about their own stuff or about what they need or really gets enough time in their week to be listened to so much. Maybe you even want to have them on your podcast or maybe you want to ask them what their favorite podcast is or what they're listening to lately and then tell them something that you found that was inspiring and just share some content. But this has to happen every single day. And if you don't want it to happen then just realize that what you're choosing is to let your fear, which is really your ego, just decide for you. That's all. We all do that. It's a big bummer. We do that all the time. You know? And that's why I say, how many people could you connect to? Could you shine a light on today? Could you make happier? How many people could you even just show, wow, somebody in this world is really, you know, refreshing. That's cool. Instead of worrying so much about how you come across, it's like enough, it's it's boring, you know? It's so boring at this point, it's not helping you. We have a lot more to talk about, but first we're just gonna thank our sponsor. I am a fan of anything that makes learning an enjoyable experience for the next generation. And ID Tech makes learning fun for kids and teens. They have live instructors there to lead engaging and challenging courses in game development, coding, design, math, and even robotics. Courses are developed in partnership with tech giants like Roblox and Minecraft, top universities like MIT, and innovators like Dude Perfect and Damon John. With ID Tech, they can go from simply playing games to creating their own worlds, turning screen time into learning. And no matter the interest or skill level, there's a fit for everyone, including options from one-to-one tutoring to weekly small group semesters. Plus, scheduling is fast and flexible, so there's something guaranteed to work for you. My girls like to play games on their iPad, and I love that ID Tech opens up this portal of possibility where they can actually design their own games. I think a lot of us want to encourage that innovative and creative spirit in our kids. So whether they want to dive into something like photography and Photoshop, graphic design and animation, TikTok, or even entrepreneurship, ID Tech has you covered. To save $150 on weekly small group semesters, go to idtech.com slash dreamjob, and you can use promo code dreamjob. That's idtech.com slash dreamjob with promo code dreamjob to save $150 and have your kids start learning Online from a live instructor. Plus, you can get started with a one-on-one tutoring lesson for just $49. So there's a whole second act of this workbook. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stop talking.
2: So, how do we talk about our offers more effectively? So, first things first, I want you to start understanding that there is a gap no matter what you sell. You've got your person in their current state, in their present moment, and that is different from The transformation or the result, or somewhere else they want to be. They're not in the same place. And what's so essential is that your offer is that bridge. Okay. It's that boat that drives them across the water to that island, that paradise island where they really want to get to.
3: Okay.
2: The more that you make your offer and the more you start refining it with the tips we're going to go through now, the more powerfully. It's going to come off to people to realize, I need to get on your bridge. I need to climb on your boat because you have what I want. Okay. And the more we can, just like Kathy was saying, it's at the core, right? It's that empathy. It's helping people feel so deeply seen and feel so deeply cared for. That is at the heart. If we don't have that, like we don't have anyone's attention, right? We need to see them. We need to say, Hey, I see where you are. And also help them understand that we know where they want to go. So how do we do that? So first things first, you've got to get clear about your offer promise. So much of the time, we think we are clear about our offer promise because we're so close to it, right? And in our head, we fill in all kinds of blanks around everything. And so there's a broader context that we have in our own inner world, but first things first, we want you to understand it's never the thing that they want. Okay, just like Kathy was talking about Allie and Dry Bar, they don't want the blow out. It's not literally come get your hair dried. Like it doesn't, it's like, oh, can I just dry my hair myself? Right. If you just say it like that, it's sort of like, why would I need that? Like, why is that so wet? I'm pasting, like, I pay so like I can just blow dry it. But like Kathy says, dry bar is about the experience. The promise of dry bar is not blow drying your hair. The promise is feeling like a million bucks, feeling pampered, sitting back and enjoying an hour of time to yourself, walking out those doors and feeling crazy confident because your hair is bouncing and you just look fabulous, right? That is what the offer promise is. That's what people go, oh my gosh, I want that. I want to feel that way. I was on Instagram last week.
0: Also a few times talking to one of our students who popped on and she was talking about her business. And I said, what's your offer? And she said, "Um, I make um, little macrame rainbows and I have essential oil holders and I have bracelets. So I said, okay, well, the first thing is we need to pick one of those. And I said, is there anything that connects all of those things? And she said, oil, essential oil. And I said, oh, great. Okay. So I wouldn't have known that when you described it the first time. Can we pick one of those? Is there one thing that we could start with? And she said, how about the bracelets? They're essential oil bracelets. And I said, great. So tell me why, pitch it to me. Like, why do I need one of those? If I asked you about it, you know, I'm just curious, like, tell me about those bracelets. What's with those bracelets? And she started to say, well, so there's this oil in the bracelet and the way that the oil works is, you know, there's certain properties in this oil and, you know, there's different ways in which, it like interacts with our body. And she started going through this stuff. And I said, okay, so just cause I want to help you, let's cut to it. I was like, don't do that, right? So you just explained to me the process and the how and all of that. Why do I want to wear it? And she said, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know how to answer it that way. I said, yes, you do. Yes, you do. What's the outcome if I were to wear an essential oil bracelet? And she said, well, you'll be more relaxed. I said, "Oh, and what else?" And she's like, "Well, you'll have more energy and you'll like bounce through the day and you'll feel like something in your, you know, about your well-being is restored." I'm like, "Great. Tell me that. Like that's all I want. I don't need to know about the kinds of oils and how that that's not right now. What what's happening? When you make the offer, you know, that's where you say, "Oh my gosh, do you want to just feel like the equivalent of having taken a yoga class. But if you don't have the time to take the yoga class and you want an insurance policy that you're going to feel more relaxed today, just put this bracelet on when you wake up in the morning. Do you want that feeling of like being at the beach and there's wind in your hair and you just feel your whole body just like decompress? Just buy this bracelet. Like that's what this bracelet is. And she's like, oh, I totally just got it. I'm like, oh yeah, that's what you're selling. It's like relaxation like this. It's all you have to do, there's no there's no effort. Just put it on and then you trans." It's like it's it's done. How many people need that? You know, that's it. And you can feel it in an energetic sense when you're just not you're just not stepping in. You're just apologizing, you're just in resistance. But before you start to type back to someone or voice text someone or go live, if you can just literally check your energy check your energy. And by the way, you know, you can literally feel your energy. If you go like this with your hands, you can like go like this and you go like this, you can feel it, right? Just check your energy before you start to talk to people. Like, are you like, are, are you deflated or, or is there a little bit of like, I'm going in, this is it. I'm owning it. I'm claiming it. Like, here we go. Here we go. Like, let's go, let's go, let's step in, let's step in, let's draw it down, let's push it, let's push and let's go into it. And you step up, right? You you make your move, right? You just go right in and you're just like, hey, here it is. It's like, oh, people are just going to Thank you so much. So you have to be able to say, here it is, right? And so I want you to feel before you talk to you, like, is there a big apology coming up? Is there a lump in your throat? What is that? What really is that? That's just resistance. It's plain old ego. Is there a lot of like, who am I to say this? It's like, okay, so can you just very politely say, I see you here. Don't worry. I'm going to pick you ego. You'll be there when I need you. Right now, you're just going to sit right here and I'm just going to be the vehicle to deliver this gift. You're just the messenger delivering the gift. It's like, hi, very simple, simple and pure. This does this. I think you should take a look at it. Oh, thank you so much! Right, let's hand it over. Let's be the messenger. Here's, here it is. You know, you don't have to do so much. You have to prove so much. People get it, right? People get it. You don't have to convince people of things, right? Like when things are just true, it's just like there it is, there it is. Right? It's just a message. It's just a message, like. Somehow your life lined up with all of these experiences to where you're now in this moment where you want to teach someone to lose weight. Is it true? Yeah. It's just a gift. All those experiences happen so that you could go through that so that you can help somebody else. Don't make that about you. Just give the gift, right? All the experiences lined up in my life so that I could teach people this. It's not really about me. Just move out of the way, right? Right? Just let your ego move out of the way so you can just show up. It's so easy. It's really, really easy. We're just going to pass it along. And then people will feel it and they'll be just happy. It's great. This is the way the world works. People are constantly passing things back and forth. You're just giving somebody a gift that can actually help them because it's, it's a lot that it took you to get to this point that you could even make that bracelet, or you could hold that class, or you could take that retreat. You've already gone out there. You've already seen that part of Sedona. You know where to take them. You're going to hold that space. It's just a gift. Just pass it along, right? Let the river flow. So yeah, and when you do that, it's really important. I want you to prepare yourself. The first 16 times you you explain or you share what you do, it's going to be clunky, A little bit, a little clunky. Like it'll get better. There'll be room for improvement. Let's say it that way. And the reason why it'll be clunky is because you won't, sometimes you won't share the promise of the program or the promise of the offer. You're going to share the process or you're going to start talking about something and people get a little confused, right? Confused buyers don't buy. So what you're going to do is you're going to prepare for that and be like, that's okay. Right. I'm not going to judge other people if they don't get it right away. I'm not gonna judge myself either, right? I'm just gonna allow myself a process. My friend Kelsey Murphy says for every, when she started for every 10 no's, she would get a yes. And so she would force herself to write down 10 no's before she would even count one of the yeses. So if she got a yes on number two, she'd sit there through another nine no's that day because she wanted to practice getting the message clearer and clearer and clearer. So one of the things is that the promise has to be clear. What is it? what is it that this thing is really about, right? Is it really peanut butter or is it like Alice and Prince would say, it's like being the coolest mom because these little snack packs make your kid feel like they're the luckiest kid in the world and it saves you time. So it's really not about the
2: peanuts, right? So you don't need to talk about the peanuts. Okay. So the second point Kathy's already been alluding to, and that's the fact that it's really important we sell people, what they want. And most of the time, it's very natural. So just like the woman that Kathy was coaching, who was talking about her bracelets, right? And all of the different features and how the essential oil works. We get overly caught up in our process. And a big part of that is natural because we're passionate about the way we move people and the way what goes into our art and our craft and our coaching or whatever it happens to be. It's very near and dear to us, right? And so it seems like the most obvious thing to go to, to start talking about. But when we really want to serve and support, it's through helping people get that transformation. And the process, it's not the outcome, right? And people, they just don't really care about the process. And it sounds funny because we're so passionate about the way we do things because it's part of what makes what we do different than everyone else out there doing the same thing. But time and time again, You have to help people feel seen and understood. And that means knowing how they're seeing their problem, how they're thinking about what they want.
0: You know, it reminds me of like Volvo, right? We, when I was a kid, they had a Volvo and then my first car was a 1987 Volvo, which was like, you know, passed down and passed down and passed down. But I remember watching those commercials as a kid and what were they selling? You know, were they selling cars? What were they selling? Safety, safety. Like that's really brilliant marketing, right? This was at a time in the early eighties when we first got seatbelts. Remember that? My kids are like, daddy said there was a time you guys didn't have seatbelts. I'm like, that's true (laughs) because it wasn't safe, right? So people started to make cars safer and Volvo was like, oh, um, we're just gonna own that. And the truth is, like, if you study it and you look at Mercedes-Benz or you look at, you know, what are other nice cars in that class, the point is they're all safe. They're all safe. If you look at the crash test ratings and all of that stuff, but everybody, if you ask them, if you ask them, what's the safest car, a Volvo or Mercedes, a BMW, a Jaguar, look, a, a, you know, a Lexus, they're going to say a Volvo. Well, there's nothing to substantiate that, those facts You know what I'm saying? It's just as safe. Let's put it this way. It's just as safe, okay? But they decided to take their commercials. And instead of showing a car with classical music coming around the side of a mountain, they showed crash tests. They showed like safety. They talked to parents and they were like, your children are in that car. There is only one choice. And you're just like, "Ah," you know? So it's like you buy the freaking car and that's how it goes. And so the conversation is not about cars. The conversation is, let me, can I just ask you a question? How important is safety for you? And there's going to be a time where the customer's like, look, dude, I'm 28 years old. I'm a guy. I don't have kids. It's not my priority. This isn't your car, right? You lost the sale. You lost the sale. But if you're talking to a woman she's got a newborn baby and you say let me just ask you a question how important is safety for your family and she says it's everything you don't have a conversation anymore it's done that's the car now it's just about figuring out which one it is and whether she's going to finance it or lease it right because that's it so what is that about what is that about that's the conversation What are you actually selling? Because you know what your product is or what you're working towards your product being or your service or your class or whatever it is. So what is it really, do you think? Bravery, joy, clarity, connection, nostalgia, community. You get it. Yeah, you get it. Courage, creativity, confidence, transformation, purpose. Great. So that's the conversation, right? Like how powerful do you feel in your life? How peaceful do you feel? What do you do lately to feel peaceful? What gives you relief? Where do you find relief? Do you feel like there's anything you need relief from? Where do you find an outlet for your creativity? What, how, how important is creativity to you as, as a value? Where does that show up in your life? This is the conversation. And now you have two human beings who start to talk about this, which is really at the core. These are the values, this is the mission this is the mantra. When Candace Nelson was selling her cupcakes, it was like, well, what kind of person are you wanting to be? What kind of events are you wanting to throw? How do you want your people to leave feeling coming to your party? And then she's like, oh, well, this is going to work for you because this is an original. You don't get this at the grocery store, right? So they're going to feel that there's something that's really special and unique and that you took the time. And that little extra detail, it starts to have a ripple effect. And then people feel that maybe there's something sophisticated and unique and different about them because they're at this party, right? And now it's not just a cupcake. There's a conversation happening around this cupcake, right? And there's a reason why it's $3 and not 75 cents. And now there's also having to do with like, what do you really want to put in your body? Do you want to put all the GMO stuff? Cause then 75 cents is overpriced right? Because you're killing yourself. Or you can have fresh ingredients, fresh baked, fresh batched, and the buttercream is real and it's not made of processed chemicals. It's like, oh, I want that. Great. I know where you can pick it up, right? That's what it's about. And that becomes really fun because now you're really talking about what it really is. And it's always that, right? It's always that. This t-shirt is a sundry t-shirt. You know that brand? It says, I want it all. I mean, this is probably an $85 t-shirt. It is super soft, but I like the brand. And I like, it says, I want it all. I just like it. I like the story. And this is a spiritual gangster hoodie and it's probably $200. And I like that it says spiritual gangster. And I, I, I like the whole story behind it. And I like how it makes me feel and what it reminds me of. So it's worth it to me. It's a totally different experience than putting on a T-shirt from some random place that, you know, it's just a T-shirt. It's like, oh, I want something to add to my day. Okay, so you're going to sell them what they want and give them what they need. Now let's talk about anticipating their objections. So if yeah. somebody says they, they can't afford it, right? Which comes up a lot. I think one of the questions for you to think about for yourself is, At this point in the conversation, when you've offered this, that means, you know, a little bit about, you know, a little bit about them. There's some connection going on, even if they've just been in your audience, liking or commenting, like at a certain point, there's, there's, there's a buildup. Can they afford to not do it? Legitimately ask yourself, can they afford to not do it? I think about a friend of mine recently who was going to take an apartment she had lost her job during COVID, but she, she moved and she needed to get a place. And so she was going to like get the cheapest apartment possible for her and her kid. And it was near the train tracks. I actually went and saw it and she was like, what do you think? And I said, I don't know. It feels really like unsafe and I don't love it for you. And she's like, yeah, but I can save money. I can't afford a nicer place. And so I went with her, this is before I left LA and we looked around and things are expensive. And we found a place that was really, really nice. That was actually like a townhouse and it was a jump. And I said to her, can you really afford to not get the nicer place? Like, can you really honestly afford to do that? And she's like, no, you don't understand. I don't have the extra money. I said, I know, But, but honestly- like for your sake, for, for your kid's sake, like for everything that's going can you afford it? And she's like, I'm not sure I get what you mean. And I said, well, I think this will force you to do a whole bunch of things. You're going to find that extra 650 a month. You're going to make it happen. And you're going to show up differently. And you're going to feel differently, not living right near the train tracks. And all, like, all the things, it gives me goosebumps. And so she actually got the more, more expensive place. And what do you think happened? What happened? Out of nowhere, she put herself out there in a way she was not going to put herself out there. She goes, I can't believe I'm going to do this. I think I'm going to get this job. I remember her calling me saying, no. She said, they're not going to be able to pay it to me. Oh my God. I asked for more money. I said, I could consult. I said, I could do extra. I even said I could stay late and do three extra things for them. And I don't know what's going to happen now. Oh my God. She said, she's going to have to get back to me. And she lived with that the whole weekend. What happens Monday? I said, if it's not this, there'll be someone else like that. And sure enough, the woman comes back and she gave her two and a half times she had asked for $13,000 for this, this gig that was going to be like a few months. And, and she said she needed more. No, the woman said 13. She said she needed more. She asked for 18. The woman came back on Monday and said, we love you. We don't want you going anywhere else. They gave her $26,000. And I said, you just broke through. What do you think has happened since then? She has a totally different life. She got that practice, just stepping in. She's made so much more money since then. Do they still live in that townhouse? They do. Are they going to be able to move out of there? Yeah, they are. Oh yeah, they are. And she's like, thank God. She's like, thank God I didn't move there. Like, I, what, what message would I have been sending to myself and my child, Like, walking in there every night, feeling scared, locking the doors, bolting the doors? Like, can you afford to do that? I said to her, can you actually afford this? You can't afford this. This is what you can't afford. You can't afford one day of that. You can't afford that. Do you know how many of my friends, my grandparents, how many people came to this country? Zero. Immigrants with nothing. What does it do? Forces you. Donut King. I keep talking about this movie. He opened a donut store. He's a Cambodian refugee. Then he opened 4,000 donut shops so that other people, other Cambodian refugees could get out of the refugee camp and start their own donut shop. I mean, it's about mindset, right? It's about what are you continuing to sign up for? So what you're not changing, you just chose it again. You just chose it again. So when people walk up to the Laura Mercier counter and this, this little dumb, what is it like? Not even an ounce. It's one ounce. This is one ounce, right? I bought like a trio of three of these for like 65 bucks, right? What does it cost me to buy this from Rite Aid? What is it actually costing me? A ton. Do you know how I feel every time I'm sitting here? I'm at this Zoom all day, you guys. You should see how many hours I'm on Zoom. And I go like this about six times a day. And every time I do this and I smell this lotion and feel this lotion, I'm reminded of the story I tell myself about life and how good it can be and how nice it can smell and how, how awesome it is. I can't afford to not buy it. I'm sorry. I can't afford it. Can't afford it. I cannot. I can't. So you can't afford whatever it is. Let's say it's something that could be for her. It's a membership. It's a product. She can't afford it. Oh, so the story you're telling yourself is you can't afford to do something for yourself. Can you afford that story? Now, when you know that, it's going to be clear. It's going to come through. There's no secrets in energy. It just gets revealed. So you stand for that. Can your customer afford to not do it. Can somebody afford to just keep putting off, you know, whatever the thing is? No, you can't afford it. How is it affecting your life? Walking past that junk drawer, walking past that closet, walking past that pile that just sits there in your desk. What does it do to you? How does it free you up? It's, it's, it's not good. It's not good. So they can't afford to not. That's how you need to get it. They cannot afford to not do this yoga class. They cannot afford to not do this. They just can't. They just can't. That's number one. And then about the time, well, you know the truth. How much time do they actually have? How much time are they on social media? Do you, you know you know the truth. You actually know. <laughs> so, so really, what's that about? Well, they don't want to show up, right? Or put themselves as a priority with their time, right? Or there's something triggering about making the time, finding the time. So what's that conversation about? And I go for the jugular. Like I feel what Daniel Pink said to be true. I take it as a gospel. It's a moral obligation. So when people are in my five-day challenge, I say all of this and I say it because I mean it and I don't stop saying it because I'm not going down without a fight. Like if someone wants to drown, I'm not letting them. So I'll do everything I can right? This starfish isn't going in. This starfish isn't going in. Not today, not this time. So when you have something and you know that it's going to change the way this person feels and this person lives, it's a ripple effect. Watch what happens. Watch what happens because this person decides to make the time for a class on creativity, how it changes their whole life. Watch what happens because they make the time to do a little yoga. Watch what happens because they actually they start a food program and they stick to it. Watch how it changes their sex life. Watch how it changes their friendships. Watch how it changes how much money they make. Just watch. They cannot afford to not make the time. And guess what? Nobody has the time. You have to make the time, right? And it comes down to what's important. And so these are just really good conversations to have. And so what my team knows is that when we're in a made to do this launch, when we're holding space for someone and they're like, I don't know, I can't afford it. I'm not sure on the time we're like, it's like a, a dream doula. We're like birthing them. They're, they're hoping that we will help walk them across that threshold. And so we're gonna dance with their resistance and we're gonna, we're gonna get in there and we're gonna look at it and we're gonna talk about it just like this. And then we're gonna help them say yes to themselves basically. And there is a time where you can feel this person is just not available. Then, and you, you can tell, There's, A, they didn't raise their hand. You know, usually when people are talking to you and telling you all the reasons why they can't do this, but they really wish they could, but they can't. They definitely can't. And they're they're really asking for a little bit of help with that. They're asking for someone to give them the permission to take themselves, say yes, go to Paris, buy the trip. That's what they're asking for, someone to be like, just tell me yes, tell me just to go to Paris because it will change the rest of my life. And it will. So this is important. So stand in that energy. Don't stand for their lower self. Stand for who they really are.
2: Okay. What's next, Colleen? All right. So we want you to basically get like, systematic about how often you're doing reaching out. It's kind of a thing. If it's not on the calendar, guess what? It often doesn't happen. If it's on the calendar, it happens. So we want you to make a commitment. Okay. How many days am I going to make a post or go live on social media in a week, for example. Maybe you even start with two, whatever, okay? Commit to it, that's the key piece. And then decide, based on that post, based on that live, how many outreaches are you gonna do for the reactions with people engaging, okay? And then write that down. So maybe you're like, I'm gonna do three. For every post that comes up and people will like or comment, I'm gonna pick three people and reach out and DM them and make that connection and make them feel seen and talk to them about their world and their life and how I can help them with the generous things that I have to offer. Okay. Add it to your calendar.
0: Yeah. I want you guys to do this. Like you're seeing now be consistent. I want you to just get in the habit of being like, this is what it takes, right? This is what it takes if you're gonna have a business. And no joke, right? Let's say how good would it feel to make half a million dollars? Be awesome. That'd be great. That'd be really great. That could fully change a lot of a lot of people's lives, right? Okay. So that requires you making this investment, tolerating being uncomfortable, showing up every day, talking to three people. And you're gonna see that we think it's like the 10,000 hour rule. It's like you put in those 10,000 hours and boom, you know, when opportunity meets, when preparation meets opportunity, it's like, boom, right? That's true. But what I have found in my life, whether I was songwriting, starting my first online course, podcasting, no, it doesn't take that many hours. It just doesn't. Let's say it's like 10,000 hours, right? By the time you get to like, I don't know, 40 hours, it's like a, a rain dance. It's amazing. It's like it is here. It is here. Because what happens is every time you do it, every time you DM, every time you go and, and, and do it, do this thing, you're not starting from zero. You've got more confidence. You've got more of an ability to, to say what you need to say. You know how to say it better. Your product has now improved. Your service has now improved. Now you've made a collaboration with this person. You're feeling more gangbusters. This needs to happen every single day. You need to be doing this every single day. And then you really will see the results. It's like your friend who told you she was gonna start working out and you're like, I'll get to it. And 90 days later, you're like, damn, she looks good. You're like, it took 90 days. Like you had the same 90 days. You just didn't show up. Show up, right? Show up. So let's go through this. You're gonna stay consistent. The results won't likely be instant, but that's where most people give up, okay? So you're gonna start working out. Your body doesn't change the first few visits. But then massive, tiny actions after day, the snowball that turned 90 days, now you're in a totally different place. And you are, and you are. Stay focused on showing up from a space of generosity, sharing your passion and finding 20 seconds of courage to keep reaching out. It's really, I love this. I don't want you to be different overnight. I don't want you to try to change you know, 140 degrees. How about 20 seconds of every day you commit to be brave? You, you don't have 20 seconds? Yes, you do, right? You've got 20 seconds. Not every person's gonna respond. So you're, you're gonna prepare your ego for that. You're gonna say to your ego, hey, yeah, people are gonna reject you. People are gonna ignore you. You'll be okay, right? Doesn't affect you at your core, who you really are. You're fine. Not every person will continue engaging. That's also okay. Don't make a whole story around it. You're not that important that you're the reason why everybody is doing everything they're doing. People have agency in this world and not everyone's going to buy from you. That's also great. That's good news. If everyone was buying from you, I would tell you that your product is not going to last, not sustainable. The important thing is keep showing up and embracing this discomfort. And, you know, I heard Glennon Doyle say like, who would you be if instead of avoiding discomfort, you just went straight for it? And you're just like, where's that discomfort? I'm on it. Let's go. You know, let's go get it. So I I think that we can get a lot out of this. I think that we all need this. Keep showing up for the things that are uncomfortable because there is such a reward on the other side. All right. Well, I hope that information gives you a new perspective on sales. It really is not as intimidating as you think when you give this empathy and you set your ego aside. Now, here are the takeaways. Number one, sales is intimacy. Assume the friendship. Number two, no one cares how much you know until they know how much you care. Number three, your offer is the bridge, the boat that drives them to the paradise island where your customers want to be. Number four, all your experiences happen so you can help someone else. Don't make it about you. Just give the gift, pass it along. Number five, people don't care about the process. They want the outcome. Number six, it's about the mindset. It's about what you're continuing to sign up for, what you're not changing. You actually are choosing again. And number seven, make a habit of showing up every single day. Commit 20 seconds a day to be brave. Keep showing up and embracing the discomfort. Thank you guys so much for being here, so much for listening. It means so much to me. I know that you have so much on your plate, so it really means the world that you're here. Make sure that you're subscribed to the show on Apple Podcasts or follow on Spotify, wherever you're listening so that you don't miss out on the amazing episodes we have coming up. And I'd love to hear from you on my Instagram. Come on over at kathy.heller. Say hello in the DMs. I'll always be there to say hi. And if you want to join the Insiders Club and receive exclusive behind-the-scenes videos every week, plus some extra mini-sodes, then you can sign up at kathyheller.com slash insider. I love you so much. I'll leave you with a song of mine and I'll talk to you
3: Thursday.